0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Fall Show. I'm Shawnee Constant. I am here with uh, my co-host, Shazug Bean and Justin Valentine, uh, along yeah. with our Scales of Balance, our North Star, our favorite human being, well, I, to the Gills Award-winning, That's
1: winning, my favorite.
0: Erica Bannis. How are you doing, Erica?
2: I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. I am I didn't realize I had five superlatives before yep. my name. Um, let's I, I think let's 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 figure out a sixth one before the end of the year. What do you say, guys?
3: <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what superlative means. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, it, like additional like things.
1: Instead like, of Googling you, of I'm going to Google that. Yeah. Uh, should, any, we add, should we should we add extremely humble to that uh, to wrong. that list?
2: It's well, come hard. on, let's not lie. Well, <laughs> come on. I I love me some me. So
1: it's true. Yeah.
0: Chuck, Justin you were on the uh, pay-per-view pod this week I, I listened I enjoyed how are you guys you, doing
1: you. uh Fantastic. I'm
3: I'm a third choice so I'm all right Jesus okay listen I had to and honestly a genuine thank you to my guy Chuck Bean for Uh, sliding in last minute. Shawnee was actually very willing to do the same. So thank you to uh, you as well. Um, unfortunately out in Philadelphia, uh, the podcast, the guest I had scheduled backed out last minute and these guys both were willing to come through. Chuck just kind of beat Shawnee to the punch. And, uh, that's kind of how it worked out. Uh, Chuck shut up about this whole third option. You were on the first ever episode of the pay-per-view pod. So you don't get to speak. Okay.
2: I am um, I have a quick well, did now? Did you offer this option to the whole group? Because I don't remember being invited to Ooh, participate. So Ooh. Oh, yeah. Because because nice. like because, you know, you're Oof. saying like Chuck was the third option, Shawnee was also there. And I'm like, I wasn't um, I wasn't okay. even considered. I'm sorry. Uh, was the
0: wine and cheese not up to your standards, Justin? I, <laughs>
2: you know, it's actually we will touch. I have so much wine now. Uh, we will touch on that in a hot second. But Justin, okay. why wasn't yes. I invited? Why didn't you think
3: of me? Um, (laughs) So this was very last uh,
1: because he's got you slated for the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom episode at the beginning of the year, right, Justin? Definitely coming
3: out. Yeah, that's definitely coming out uh, for sure. Um, On the books. Listen. Uh, this was a very last minute thing because of the day and night that this fell on, which was Thursday night, which only gave me like if I didn't record that night there was not going to be an episode, and basically what I did was hopped on Facebook Messenger, and the little green dot tells you whether or not they are active or on, and I saw that for these two and not for you, so I figured there's a chance I would get a response quicker because it was already seven 30 at night or something like that. So I needed a response, like right now kind of thing. Um, and that's just kind of how it felt. Please don't take any offense to that. I, I didn't mean... want to bother you. I know you're a very important, busy woman. Okay, I did not want to bother see. you last minute. All
0: right. All right. To our listeners, if you want to hear a uh, wrestle kingdom, uh, pay-per-view pod featuring Erica Banis, go ahead and, uh, send a, a twitter uh, tweet to 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 at jv sports oh,
3: you know what exactly. and honestly uh... maybe we get this going on social media because i have no problem doing a little takeover and letting you do a pay-per-view pod episode for wrestle kingdom to give them the love that they 1000 percent deserve but again i i don't want to disrespect them because i don't follow and that's not going to give them the credit that you know they deserve and the coverage that they deserve but erica shawnee you both could easily give them that and i am 100 percent open to that idea
0: eric i was shocked by how many people when oc said that he was going to invite his dog from chaos thought that they were talking about uh, uh okada obviously the stone pitbull my dog right.
2: oh, ishii. come on oh, you man posers, i mean that's you... the... <sighs> well, These... for starters let me, let me tell you this um here, ishii is what one of my favorites. One, I love any wrestler with no neck.
0: No neck, yes, Hilar- he
2: is a, he hilarious. Is a... Like he is, he is visually awesome to look at. Carrying
1: on the Farmer Burns tradition. No, yes. I mean, <laughs> no,
2: he would, he had it's. He's just he's such an the anti Burns really. He yeah. is the anti Burns. Uh, he's such an oddly proportioned man. Uh, but he, I mean, he's, but like someone like, um, Oh my God. Uh, I, it's, it's, I I'm totally drawing a blank. Cause I'm so excited to talk about Tomohiro Ishii that I could, I couldn't think of murder grandpa for a second, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it, you know, like Suzuki, he's just, he's just a tough son of a bitch, but also, and I think I may have mentioned this before. It's a, He's a very unique person to look at, considering, according to Chris Charlton, one of the uh, commentator guys for New Japan. He's on the English commentary team. Apparently, when Tomohiro Ishii uh, gets to drinking, he takes off his clothes. He's, well, uh, he's, he's a naked right. guy. Well. And um, when you look at him and you realize he's a naked guy. Hilarious. It's so great. It's so great. Uh but I can't wait to see him on uh, dynamite this week. Hopefully he'll be great. have
1: at least the bare minimum clothes on when he's in the ring. He and will have his a trunks, fire hydrant. Yes.
0: And yes, he has fun, Silly trunks. Yes. Big trunks. Uh, I'm looking toward it. And of course, I mean, it's only a matter of time before a right? I mean, that's why you introduce, but you, you save him for last. He yeah. is going to be fun. People are going to enjoy him. Uh, Daniel Bryan already pissed. That he is not getting first crack at ECE, one of his bucket list opponents, which is uh, also fun. I listening. I listened uh, to. We will obviously we're going to be talking a lot about the pay per view on this episode. Uh, the day following the uh, Sunday more uh, Sunday morning, as is my uh, as is my tradition, I watched the uh, the post. Uh, pay-per-view scrum and it is so fun to listen to Daniel Bryan who he's like I'm not really here to elevate young guys I'm here to win I'm here to beat people up yes I like go having 30 minute classics but I'd also kind of like to beat everybody in two minutes that's what he said and he was also upset that the Ichi uh, is, is he's not the first one to get to face him but uh, he you know he's so he's like the most charming aggro dude right like he's he's so clearly just enjoying himself but his aggro is like buried under this mountain of 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 daniel brian brian danielson goodness and uh i enjoy that very much so what did everyone think pay-per-view was we've had four this year i think it's been an excellent run for aew uh did you enjoy this one where do you think it's stacked let's start uh, with um justin
3: Hey, uh, no, no I, I loved it. It was a fantastic show. The only down point was something that was a down point from the beginning. And that is America's top team with inner circle. Uh, that should have never happened. Um, period. The whole story went on way too long. The match. I mean, Jericho yelling for junior dos Santos to punch him. Like, come on. Hey, could you I imagine? If you that?
0: <laughs> like if he shot, but. just clocked him.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like 10% of his power. <laughs> but like like the perfect camera angle to hear jericho sitting on the ropes waiting for him and not getting hit you just hear junior like that was bad uh but the show was fantastic and honestly it wasn't too crazy right and that's what they needed we didn't get crazy debuts we didn't get uh like i mean Jay lethal was was cool right that -hmm. probably could have been a cool dynamite thing though um but, you know i i kind of wish they would have held that for dynamite just because i want to get out of this mindset that every pay-per-view there's going to be somebody debuting a return whatever like they got to take away that expectation because they've tried to do it just about every pay-per-view and there's going to be a point where they're not going to be able to And when you and, have four
0: a year you kind of can really
3: <laughs> you can yeah. you can't i mean you're still you're you're i mean I mean, Jay lethal is,
0: is, is, you know, big for pro wrestling fans, but I mean, we're talking like a million miles below ones. Right. I I popped. it was fun. I I dug it.
3: It it wasn't too crazy. Don't get me wrong. And and that's what they needed. They needed a pay-per-view where they didn't do anything outrageous. Didn't attempt to explode anybody. They did not, you know, had these big names like Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, like, I was I was worried I was genuinely worried even though I would have popped for him that Bray Wyatt was going to show up because again I kind of wanted this to just be a good pay-per-view you had the cool moment of Adam Page winning which we we all pretty much saw coming but it was still great and I I just wanted a bunch of really good wrestling matches which is exactly what we got uh and and that's it like that's you need every now and then a pay-per-view to be just that a good show with some good moments that isn't setting the bar way too high because for a year or not, you're not going to be able to keep up that pace at all times. And also it gets predictable at times if every pay-per-view you're expecting someone to show up. And at some point you're not going to have anybody to show up. And there's certain there's a certain section of your fans that are going to come to expect it. And when it doesn't happen, they're going to be disappointed no matter how good the show is. And then it just kind of you're setting the bar a little too high. So I, I kind of wish Jay Lethal was hell for Dynamite. It wasn't too crazy, but overall, the show was great.
0: I thought, Chuck, that may be a bit too long. I think that um, certainly yes. that uh, the, the the Jericho man. you know, I'm with you guys. All right. I, I find I will concede. I will tap out. I have not been the Jericho detractor that uh, most of y'all have been uh, for throughout this year. But yeah because the 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 card was so long um we had what i thought was a phenomenal sort of um no holds barred schmozzy kind of fight earlier in the night already uh it was you know and it felt so wwe right with the uh with that dude just running around doing his flexing and you know it was very silly you know i guess that's fun except for it's like it's already 11 o'clock when this is happening it's not as though you know the the 12 year olds are, (laughs) are watching at this point like I I I have to admit I fell asleep for the the main event. I uh, Chuck, did you, did you think it was a little long? Do you think that was there fat that could have been cut?
1: If there is, it it's definitely that match. That match, but the, also you think of the way you set a wrestling card, and you have to have a breather match, especially when you've got bangers like Eddie Kingston and CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and uh, friggin' Miro. Like Ooh. you need you need something to take a breath before you hit a main event, like, you know, the, the, like they did. And, and I'm kind of glad it wasn't the women's match because 10, 15 years ago, it always was the women's match. Yes. Even if it was a title match, it was always the girls are second to last as the breather match before the main event. And, you know, it's, it's fine. There was some comedy in it, but I agree. I'm definitely of the opinion. It's like, you, you should be able to give me a wrestling show that is all killer and no filler in a maximum of three hours and anything yeah. over that is is i'm 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 done i'm i'm not here for it anymore and i'm sure yeah. there's plenty of people and that's probably because uh, both myself and you shawnee are 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 older uh we've been watching this for quite a while and you know if if i was a 14 year old kid that was an aew you know die on that hill fan that yeah give me five hours of aew it's what i want i've been here for a while man i i want to see i want to see the good promos i want to see the excellent video packages i want to see great matches but i only want to see it for like two or three hours and then i got other shit to do man yep erica
0: is there anyone with a more golden voice than Jay lethal that man has some pipes i have to say
2: he does he had the, the tone and timber is is quite nice. And it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with him because I, look, I mean we, we've talked this point to death about the the roster just being stacked but I mean a guy like Jay lethal to have around, you know, 20 years experience, you, know, you still have a lot of a lot of young guys on that roster you know, to have somebody that around that they can kind of like pick his brain like that. That's that's always a good thing, especially I mean, because like, let's let's not forget AEW, still a very young company. So, you know, I mean, sure, they've been putting out bangers as of late, but like it's it's still very new. It still has that new promotion smell, if you will. Um, As far as the time length, I feel like they can get away with it because there's not a pay-per-view every month. Also, yeah. you know, you want, I mean, pay, the pay-per-view was, I think, what, 50 bucks. So you, you, you do want to give people enough content to make it worth that $50 price tag. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, you know it, it's a weird balance. You know, I, I think I, I, I concur with everybody here. If you're going to cut a match, you start with the American top team versus the inner circle match, because I, I haven't been emotionally invested in that feud at all. I quite literally have not cared. And it has nothing to do with Jericho. Like, like Jericho is Jericho. He, I mean, he, he is who he is and he's, he's a legend, um, but he's also a guy who I, I feel like in, in his status, he doesn't have to be on every week. He should be kind of like an attraction. And, and I think that's what's gonna happen because I think Fozzie's gonna be hitting the road soon. So it's gonna be interesting to see how things kind of play out uh with the inner circle in like the next coming months. Um, but yeah, I mean the show top to bottom, um, just really good wrestling. Yes. Like, I mean, just the matches, you know, were were all, you know, either at minimum good. If and uh, then you had like your gray matches, your CM Punk and Eddie Kingston's, which I'm sure a lot of us here hoped that Kingston would have gone over, he didn't don't know what that necessarily means for him. But then again, he's also a guy who he puts out this article that everyone responded to where he more or less gave his life story. And yeah. like, he can take, he can take another pin and we're like, no, we're still with him. We're still, yeah. we're still riding with Kingston because he's, right. he's the fucking man. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just, just a great, just a great show. Um, so did anybody else notice obviously uh jr being jr uh he he slipped up and called him daniel bryan yes, which yeah. admittedly has to be difficult and i'm sure so and the, like but like he did it i think like twice and then like made it a point during the rest of the match to really put the stank on <laughs> brian danielson yes. and like just really put the emphasis on it it's like like as if he knows, he's like, oh, God, they're going to rake me over the coals on Twitter for this. He even
1: uh, called himself uh, out, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he said, so. God, take, yes. yeah, take me to the woodshed.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I mean, it was just it was, top to bottom. Great show. Yeah. I mean, the women's match was good. You know, another match I could have probably done with that. That didn't really Tag do match. much for me.
0: Cody. Yeah,
3: yeah, yep. yeah. That one could have that one could have gone too, and. Some- Chuck made a phenomenal point about that on uh, when we were previewing the shot on the pay per view pod. They should have made that a fatal four way. Yeah,
1: yeah, somebody somebody in one, one of the dirt way. sheets said that that was originally penciled in as a fatal four way, and they changed it last minute and said, that would "No, have we'll make more it more
0: interesting." At, at, and they don't do at, yeah. a lot of those. Um, you know, that's like it, and very it made much a, it, yeah
3: it made more sense for that story because neither of those teams were actual teams. Right, the, the whole. The whole story was them not getting along. So why do we not, if we're going to combine these rivalries, which is cool because you want them all on the show, fine. Fatal 4-Way made sense. Would have made sense.
0: I I have to say as someone who has long um, preached factions as being the panacea, um, both that match, as you say, uh, those, those teams did not make much sense. And then also, you know, it felt like almost a a WWE go home show where you were going to have a whole bunch of people in a match. And so you just throw some tag teams together. Um, inner Circle, um, I'm interested more in uh, Sammy Guevara and um, uh, the tag team. Um,
3: Santana and Ortiz.
0: Santana or Ortiz. I, I want to see them flourish on their own. And I also... Right. Uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are guys that if I, you know, if you're yes. going to be a tag team, that's fine, but don't overshadow them with all these MMA guys. Scorpio Sky specifically is already, I think, 37 or 38 years old. He's been in this game for a long time, yes. but he's still got a peak athletic ability. He's got the looks. He's got the the voice. You know, he's got the mic work push this man now give him his shot this is his time and and instead you're burying him and so i don't think that the rub that you're trying to give any of these younger guys or these lesser known stars is working i don't think that I don't think it's helping anymore. You know, I think the, I, I like the idea of the inner circle early on so that you had Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara getting this Jericho rub. But now it's, you know, th- this is a post-Hoovitude era. You know, it's yeah. time to move on.
3: I, what blew my mind about this even more after the announcement that came from the pay-per-view is I was already confused why they put the TNT title on Sammy Guevara just to put him in an inner circle pay-per-view match. I thought that should have been a title, a t- Title match for him against anybody at the pay per view, and then they debuted Jay Lethal to face him on Dynamite. Why was that not on full gear? Forget America's Top Team. Forget the rest of the Inner Circle. That match right there, that spot should have been Sammy Guevara and Jay Lethal for the TNT title. That made zero sense to me, unless it was a Jay Lethal thing. But they've been building this America's Top Team for a while. I, I that blew my mind when Jay Lethal came out to challenge Sammy Guevara. I'm like, well, that should have been in place of this stupid. 10 man tag match. So I thought so. And the only other thing I'll say, are, you know, we mentioned the time and everything. I, w- I wasn't dragging too much on this show, but uh, and you had to watch thing- it in the
0: middle of the night, right? Did you watch yes, it? That I night?
3: Yes, I did. He's also half our, he's also half our ages, Sean. Okay. So well, True. Fair. Yeah. Fair. shout out to Xfinity. So, uh, you know, if we ever want to get an Xfinity sponsor for this podcast ain't happening because they did not record the damn p- uh, pay-per-view like I asked it to. So I had to wait for the damn re-broadcast. Um. Anyway, but uh, I I wasn't dragging too much, but I will say, it's not necessarily the pace of matches that I disliked, especially on pay-per-views. It's the amount of false finishes, right? Like there's been there was multiple times throughout the night in multiple matches that I said, yeah, that match should have ended right there. That was your end, right? um you know the women's match had that a couple times I, I, almost every match had it and I you know yeah. it, it, there's a difference between a false finish that's like oh my god I thought he had it which is entertaining and when they do it four times and right. there, there's a clear spot that y'all that should have been it you know we've been going for 20 minutes and that was a good spot to end it and they don't uh you know I feel like they 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 ride the false finish hype a little too much for especially for pay-per-view matches they need and to that's find a, a
2: balance. With
3: that
1: that's a style sure. thing, too, because if you watch the Young Bucks over the last decade or so, like that's the style they enjoy. Yeah, so hey it's the style that I don't want hey to they say do. they enforce, but it's it's you know, if you want to if you want to get a, a thumbs up and add a boy from the EVPs, that's the style you do.
3: Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I've said it before, not a fan of the Young Bucks style of matches. They're athletic as hell. No doubt about it. Uh, but the style of wrestling, both when it comes to storytelling and at, like match work like that, I just I've never been a fan of it. And you know the the amount of false finishes was, uh, you know, a little annoying at times. Like all right, guys, come on! Like and, and like you mentioned now now it's, we're pushing eleven thirty and we're doing four false finishes. Come on, end this damn match! Uh, so that kind of guy. But speaking of the Young Bucks match, Adam Cole took a damn beating in that match. He took Adam, every big one of, spot.
1: One of Adam Cole's like shining uh, things that you can expect from him from NXT to this is that he is willing to take a beating.
3: My God, every big spot through a table, a ladder, whatever involved him. I don't think anyone else took a legitimate spot. Almost. He was involved in every single one. It's unbelievable. It's for a first pay-per-view match. That was, I'd love to see that. I absolutely love to see that uh, because listen, that dude, and this just shows how big of a star he is, is so underrated so underrated forget Kenny Omega forget the Young Bucks Adam Cole is it Adam Cole is that guy period point blank period the look the mic work the the athletic ability the ring work all of that he does not deserve to be a fifth wheel to a Kenny Don Callis Young Bucks whatever in the elite that guy is a fucking superstar
0: I don't think he will be for long, I have to say. Although, you know, we have all, I think, sort of said things have been dragging on a little too long. You know, maybe a slight criticism of what AEW is doing over there. But that I I love that match. I think that the Young Bucks, and I'll repeat it, I think that when they have a stipulation kind of match, that's when they really shine. I think that their antics... Are much more fun on that grander stage when it's just a straight up tag team match, and you have the constant, um, you know, jumping off each other's backs, and uh, right. you know, like all the very staged things. It feels a little less fun to me. But like when you know, out when you're outside of the ring and doing crazy stuff, or even in a steel cage, the the there's a sense of desperation to the timing that works a little better for me. Uh, how about that? <laughs> that great look on uh, on Jungle Boy's face when Luchasaurus had his high spot. That was yeah. a hell of a moment, wasn't it, Erica?
2: Yeah, it totally was. And, and well, when you when you mentioned like Jungle Boy's face, all I can really remember besides that moment was at the end when he got the pin and he did the concerto as if to be like I, you know, because obviously Jungle Boy is the babyest of all babyest faces and he's just he's he's just a heart of gold and he's just a he's a good boy and uh when he had to do that you could tell he's just like i can't believe i had to i had to do this to somebody to win that's <laughs> so unlike me which is really good character works but it, yeah. it's you know i don't know if there's going to be like more to this um, or if it was just kind of a one-time thing to kind of really sell the the drama of the of the match, but yeah. like it, I mean that that match was just fun. It was just mm-hmm. fucking fun, and that's that, that, that was con- cool.
0: I thought that concerto was a nice statement of maturity. Like he had to do something he didn't want to do. You know yeah, he's, yeah. He was he was a good guy, but a little less of a baby face as you say. I thought that was really well executed, and um, so that opening match Darby Allen MGF, What'd you guys think of this?
1: Oh, That's man. a great match to open with. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not have thought that was going to open the card, but uh, what a what a fucking banger to open with! And I've seen a bunch of people, you know, suicide dive between the ropes out of the ring. I don't think I've ever seen somebody go full speed at another human being
3: he in a suicide dive. Hard. I thought that too when he hit MJF. I'm like, oh man, I because they the, they had the close up on MJF at the time, so you really saw the impact that those two had on that collision. I'm like, damn, MJF felt that. Holy hell. And listen, and that and that's an example. A match like that is an example because everyone co- like compares MJF because of his style and his heel work to like the Miz and such. The Miz or any other heels that you could, did not have the in-ring work that MJF has. And people Underestimate that because he doesn't wrestle a lot. He really doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of matches on dynamite. A lot of his work leading up to pay-per-views are Mike is Mike work to tell stories, which he's so good at. And because of that, you don't see it's he's not a Kenny Omega Young Bucks where he's wrestling almost every week. We forget he is so good in the ring. So damn good in the ring. And that just adds to why he's going to be such a huge star. Uh, because he's got the Miz's, you know, ability to be a heel and hate him and so great on the mic charismatic to the point that in another, I don't know why I'm giving Chuck so much credit for shit he said, but he could probably be a face because of his, you know, charismatic vibe. He could sing all that shit. Like, you know, he could probably make that work too. And I wouldn't want to see it, but we, well, yeah.
0: And we started seeing the fan bait, you know, it was a pretty split chant early in that, you know, we were getting the the, the Darby Allen MJF chant. So even though yep. he's, I think going to continue to be a heel He's starting to get a lot of mo behind him from certain uh, aspects of the crowd. I will have a, I, I do love rooting for a heel. You know, I, I love the rooting for Malachi black. I'll have a hard time rooting for MJF. He's not my kind of heel. The, uh, the rich kid cheater. I think I will have more fun booing him, but uh, yeah. you know, and that ring, that ring they gave him really early in the development of this. It, it, it's not old to me yet. I thought that was the perfect way to end that match. Sure. I, I loved it. I loved it.
3: Yeah, and you know, I think, I th- and I worry that WWE. I'm sorry, Chuck. I worry that they don't do what WWE did, and that is every time a heel starts to get some fans, they turn them into a face.
0: I right? can't imagine. I just can't yeah. imagine MJF flipping. He, I think he, he enjoys maybe being down, down, sh- down the line. You know,
1: he enjoys being a shit way too much. I can't see it happening. And I have to say, um, the one strength MJF has that I love to hate is his ability to sell, sell injury.
0: Yes. Because yeah.
1: every time he grabs a knee or like, or an elbow or something like that, I am convinced this was not supposed to happen and he's legitimately hurt. And it's never true, but he's so good at it.
3: And then
0: he, he fools me. Okay, I'm, I'm embarrassed, but I have to admit this. He fools me so often because he'll sell an injury. i be like, man, he is so good at selling. And then he'll immediately, he'll do the turn where he's like, tricked you motherfucker i'm still yep. fine and i'm like oh yeah tri-. like you double he double swerves me every time i'm like you're so good at selling that injury oh you weren't even injured at all you <laughs> dirty
1: bastard uh damn him. you
3: maxwell <laughs> yep
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah no dudes dudes talented just beyond the stars man I'm, i look forward to years and years of watching him and i think if if if, if there's one thing that was the star of this pay-per-view. It was the facial work and the character work because there are multiple matches and multiple people that uh, did some great stuff. We, you know, we talked about MJF. We'll talk about the the, uh, end of the pay-per-view, the the big main event, but even the CM Punk-Eddie Kingston match. Like CM Punk is a master storyteller because that crowd was split and he could have just not reacted to it whatsoever, but he knew if I just give him a little look around, like, oh, really? We can. We've got something to work with. We got a little nugget of gold okay. for later.
2: Yep. Five moves.
1: That yeah. was- Holy yeah. crap! So much yeah, I Wow. Loved I it. Yeah. Wow.
2: That when that man. happened, I'm like, what? And I go, oh, no, he's I, not. I, I thought and that then match he, was
0: a masterpiece you know people yeah. suggested that they would have wanted it to be longer i thought it was a fantastic slobber knocker i love the it way it opened lob- right where yeah. you have eddie's just like you know what the man the bell hasn't even run yet bah! fuck you <laughs> yeah. you know that was a great moment and yeah. the crowd just exploded they both did a match. you know and that, i have to say i have to believe that cm punk on some levels like all right eddie you know what I probably should have, you know, the, the, I think both of these guys have too big of an ego. They'll never, they'll, They. I don't think they're going to break bread in real life. I I, I don't think no. they talked to each other before this match. I don't think they ever will, but like, they both have to respect what the other did. I mean, right up yeah. to the end where Punk offers the handshake and Eddie just, he, he stops, pauses, thinks about it. And then is like, nope, I'm out of here. Nope. And, As yeah. you said, Chuck, the, the, the facial feature, you, the look on Punk's face, all right, motherfucker, running away yep. again. Yeah. You know, you're you're yeah. never gonna be a classy champion. You're never gonna be a top See? guy. You're always gonna be a piece of crap. And that, right. like, it told so much story from both of these guys. And you know, I I, I have a feeling that was probably um you know a, a a moment that wasn't written into the script right it's like yeah. he throws out his hand let's see what eddie does this is the path that he decides to take you know they both know it's kayfabe but they both know that there's a lot of shoot involved in all of this you know right. and uh oh what a match what a match yeah. how much fun would it have been to be in the arena for that one yeah. oh yeah lordy yeah. Lordy, yeah. Lordy, as much, lordy
3: as much as i love that match i hated that cm punk went over i really did i agree um you know i i i We got to get out of this predictable CM Punk's going to win every match, right? Especially with the amount of matches that he's had, which is a lot more than I thought he would on Rampage and Dynamite between the pay-per-views. I thought he was going to, you know, maybe we're used to WWE, but like I thought he was going to be once every few weeks kind of guy. It was every week, and he's won every match, and we said it before the pay-per-view. Eddie Kingston was the perfect guy the perfect spot to end that run. And I, I thought he didn't necessarily have to lose the match, but have Eddie Kingston lay his ass out after the match. I would have been okay. Even if, if you really wanted CM Punk to win, that's fine. But when CM Punk was going for the handshake, I, in my head, I'm like, this is where Eddie Kingston needs to beat the hell out of him. And, and end this run of every match CM Punk has, it's just a celebration at the end that he's back and he's just celebrating. That needs It's getting too predictable at this point.
1: I think if the main event was the culmination of two to three years of storytelling, this match is the beginning of a similar arc of storytelling. Because if you can take these two and then put it for the heavyweight title 12, 24 months from now, and you've got this to draw on, oh my God, gives me chills just thinking about it.
0: Yes, this match is just, I mean, like, the whole match is a retro package right like there's just so much involved in it and let me say going back to the uh, the pre show i you know i I think that I love the way aew recaps all of their all of their uh their stuff you know like yeah. WWE complaining again I you know I'm becoming a bit of a broken record however I, I loved watching that pre-show I will say I, I was happy to see Thunder Rosa in the in the in the pre-show match that was another match though where it was like well we need to give the women some time so they threw together these tag teams right there was no yeah. storytelling and unfortunately I think the Britt Baker match there wasn't a whole lot of time invested in this right I feel almost like they've run out of they have to like really hit a hard reset on what they're going to do with this women's division because they just sort of tossed uh um uh, what's the the brazilian
3: uh
0: ty conti yes thank you thank you um who looked great had all the makeup and you know like it was probably her best match of her career but there wasn't a ton of build to get there right yeah
2: okay well i mean as far as the women's match goes um because I'm trying to think where it fell in the card. I think it followed it followed
3: the gosh, was where was it? It was like it one was, of the final three matches, wasn't it? Yeah,
2: I'm trying to I'm looking back at the card. If I think it oh yeah, I, it followed
3: gosh, where the hell is it in the card? Either way, it was before punk and kingston. It was it was um, after that tag te- 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 I don't know. I think it was oh after a large t-
0: move. Match. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was it was a harder hitting affair. Than I was expecting from the women's okay. match. Um, it was uh, up until then, there was a lot of very AEW style matches, yeah. for lack of a better term. This was very much a more traditional methodical style match. A lot more, you know, Obviously, you know, you have Ty Conte who's really, you know, into like the, the submission uh holes and stuff. And obviously Britt Baker has, you know, lockjaw and, and everything like that. But it was it was a lot more um. Just w- like hard hitting and like not very flashy, but like like some of those spots like were stiff as fuck, yeah. um, and so it wasn't super duper flashy. And perhaps it did you know those spots didn't hit as hard considering the buildup wasn't super great to the match. Um, yeah. But I think it was still a solid match, and it and it, it makes you think you know similar to how you know Punk went over Kingston. Like who's gonna take who's gonna take down Britt Baker? Who's going, who's going, who is CM Punk going to drop to? Who yeah. is, um? who, who is uh, Daniel? Uh, oh, I almost did it too. I'm JR. I'm all JR. Uh, I got we're, we're all JR. No one's taking Working. you the
0: woodshed, Erica, because we know that you are jacked to the gills.
2: That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, but, you know, who, who are going to be the wrestlers that finally put a loss in that column? And, yeah. and it's hard to tell, you know, it, we we just don't know. We yeah. just don't know where this is going I yet. I feel like
0: Britt's going to have this title for a long time and uh, Justin and Chuck I thought you did a, a, you made a great point when you were trying to figure out when the uh the new title is is going to be what the first uh the first the, yeah. uh,
3: TBS show, yep.
0: Uh, yeah, the first TBS show in in 2022 to kick off the yep. year. And I think that's where like that's going to be the mid card where we're going to see a lot of these women facing off. And I have a feeling Britt Baker is going to hold this you know that title for a good long time because you need a real anchor for this division now whether that plan works I don't know but that's sort of the hunch I get because I don't see anyone maybe a Jade Cargill you know but
3: and and that's that's the problem because I agree with you Shawnee I think she's going to hold it for a while but not because they need her to per se but because I they don't have enough people where if you put so-and-so in a match against Britt Baker on pay-per-view I am sold at all that they even have a shot Right. Ty well, that, I mean,
0: that regard as well, right? Like it's—I right. I mean, I mean, not only for sure. storytelling purposes, but because she, she's gotten the TV time, she's gotten herself over, and yeah. you know they've tried with some, you know, the bunny, and um, um, oh, you know, they've tried with some people Anna giving like, yeah you know, a month or two of of TV time, but they have not really fleshed out like baseline stories, right? Like I need, Mm -hmm. I need like either in their gym or in the back alley, right? We see Mox, he's always in the back alley by a flaming garbage can. And, you know, yeah, he he gives a sort of philosophical, he creates a philosophical statement (laughs) for what his character is. And I don't think like Anna Jay is, the female in the dark order right like that's that's like we need more than that right we don't even the dark order what are they even really you know so I, i think that that that's one area where um mox is perhaps the best at it uh you know i i'm not even sure kenny omega really has established like who are these people you know, i always used to say about about uh, um roman reigns like give me some vignettes where he's in the gym and he's like i work harder than everybody else i'm pumping iron this is who i am right like who are these people as wrestlers not just what is the, the character you know what is the comic book cover which so many of these are where we yeah. d- d- um brit baker she's the dentist and she's the hard worker and she had that amazing bloody fight with 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 uh thunder rosa um not not everyone has that right um so that's that's an interesting sort of set set of uh circumstances but i think that she's going to be the title holder for a good long time for all these reasons we're talking about
3: I guess it's the one frustration I had because as much as I'd like a Jay Lethal to come over and all these, you know, people that are signing, I wish they put that time and effort into bringing some notable names in the women's division over because they haven't, right? And there's been options, right? Even the Iconics when they were available and, you know, names like that, that to me, as much, you know, as much as I like Jay Lethal and these, you know, whatever... You need, you need to give me some some characters and athletes that is believable that if you put them in a match with Britt Baker, they could hold the title just as well as Britt Baker. There's only like two other people in the women's division, which Britt Baker has already beaten, that I'm convinced could hold that title well. Yeah. So um,
1: let's, we, we don't play the the, um, the game anymore, but let's play a very short game right now. Okay. I want to. Uh-huh. I want to go around the room. We'll just do one round of it. Just, you know how it, the the way this game works is I want you to name somebody with the star power to be the anchor of the women's division as much as Britt Baker is. That's currently in AEW right now. I will start, and once somebody's yeah. named, they're off the table. Okay. Sure. My if if I was going to take the title off Britt Baker right now tonight, I would put it on Chris Statlander. That's that's my that's a good my one. guess,
0: uh, Shawnee. Well, I'm going to take the big one, Ruby Riot.
1: There
3: you um, go.
0: I mean, she okay. came in with all kinds of fanfare, and yep. I think I, well deserved. And I think that the crowd is is behind her 100. percent Justin,
3: uh, probably Jade Cargill for a heel side of things. She's got the look. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily, but it's the out of the options I have. Jade Cargill. And what about
1: what about you, Erica?
3: Uh, of course,
2: Shawnee took mine with ruby riot sure. uh, i'm just trying to think off the top of my head because it's like i'm sure i'm missing somebody that i'm, I'm just not thinking of and like i uh, jay cargill her first of all her physical appearance stunning like oh she's I, got the look 100 I mean, percent, unbelievable i'm sure if i ever saw her in person i would just go oh my yep. god uh because i mean she just she's physically speaking just unreal but like i in the ring she just she hasn't really done it for me at all um you know i feel like they're sleeping on her and well shoot thunder rosa
0: thank you thank you there thunder rosa
2: jesus christ cuz i was between her and you know and I'll be ford i feel like still hasn't been getting as many reps as she should uh, but,
3: I, and, and when she has but she's, I don't think she, she's a champion right now she,
0: she wears all black she falls into that bunny and um th- that cat, like that just sort of yep. like generic blonde it, girl like I, you've I got mean, to establish yes. more of who they are by giving yes. them the ability to tell their yes. own story
2: true and, and well and truth be told i feel like the bunny like as far as like her in ring work is solid too. And maybe the last, thing, the last piece of the puzzle that we're missing is truly like a personality, a look that sets them apart from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because like there, there are solid members of that women's roster. It's just, yeah, may, maybe that's it. And, well, and you, know think- who, you know who's coming along too, who I wasn't really too hot on right away, but is really made some crazy improvements? Red Velvet has oh, been she, around. Yes.
0: she's she's a sleeper i I like red velvet a lot yeah
1: i think i just i just wanted to to do that because i think even if i hadn't put the stipulation of like if once somebody's named they're off the table i think between the four of us we would have named at least three different women in that roster and that proves that there are women in that roster that if you give them the time and the attention you can build the way you've built Britt baker to the point that you have it's just the yeah. the the investment isn't there yet yeah. for whatever the reason is erica and,
2: uh, serena Deeb we serena Deeb is on there too but obviously she was on the shelf with an injury for a while but like she's another person that i you know is outstanding and she's recently turned heel and she seems to be just a real bitch. uh so it's gonna be exciting to see what she does next like it's 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 exciting. I uh, yeah, I it's stand exciting. by it. I'm planting
0: my flight. I I need these women to be able to have promos where they're staring into the camera and telling us what they plan to do and why they're here to do it.
1: Yeah, I would think with when you've got you've got dark and you've got elevation as well as your two television shows, like yes, I would prefer if some of the storytelling happened on television, but use some of that time that you're filming, you know, you're filming your YouTube matches to put together some formal packages for yeah. these women. Give us yeah. some story, man. Like we, we like the wrestling, but we want some story too. And that was something I wanted to say a couple of minutes ago, Shawnee, cause you brought up the, the pre-show while I was watching the pre-show, the first half hour of the pre-show <laughs> was a very unusual series of people talking about their opponent. And it wasn't in any particular order. Like they would talk to CM Punk and then like, 10 minutes later Eddie Kingston would pop up in the thing it wasn't in any particular order but it wasn't bad and uh Amy walked by me uh in the in the living room she's like are they gonna like is this like a WWE pre-show where they're playing a bunch of video packages you're just gonna see in an hour or so and I was like I think so I don't remember and then so I paid special attention when the when the the show started and it's not yeah, all not the only do they packages.
0: Not show packages wow. those matches come fast and furious I, one know, after when, another I the, man uh, the elite um the the super click like their music started they kicked off before i had a chance to catch my breath yeah like if yeah. i was 20 years younger i would have thought all right i'm gonna go run and grab a beer and it was like the magic. Nope. One, two, three, cheer, and super click music. I was like, holy shit, this is coming too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah you
3: know, the AEW pre-show, and I actually thought this at the previous pay-per-view, or one earlier this year, it gives me the same vibes that Sunday Night Heat used to give me for WWE yeah. pay-per-views in like 2002. Man, they not only do they catch you up if you haven't watched, but they get you excited yes. for what's coming, yes. right? And again, it, and that's a great point that you know, you know, you brought up that Amy said it's not the same shit that you're just going to see during a pay per view before right. a match, uh, and and the way they put those promos together is just so well put together. And the entire vibe of the pre show is one big hype train for what's about to happen, instead of just you know wwe's pre-show which is shoving down your throats the same thing we've been saying for the last four weeks like they do
0: packages too except for we see them on raw and then we see them on smackdown and then we see them you see them during the pre-show and then then between all the matches it's like all right we get it we've been watching well it turns out we haven't
1: it it turns into this thing where i've been conditioned when you show me a video package the hour before the pay-per-view i'm like well i'm gonna see this in two hours so i'm not paying attention in the same way that you know whatever happens in the first hour of Monday Night Raw, I don't have to be around for because you'll play it in the third hour. All right, yeah.
0: so where does Miro, first off, Daniel Bryan versus Miro, loved that match like to see them both go for that long i mean we have the eddie kingston like both slobber knockers in their way but um i I love that miro's not only this brute monster but also can play the submission game um i love everything daniel brian danielson take me out to the witch head i love that. (laughs) i love that everything (laughs) brian danielson is doing right now like every match is so good and i love that I, I love that he's finishing the matches in different ways. That yeah, was another yeah. thing he talked about in the, in the post uh, event scrum where he was like, Hey, you know, the, the finishing move is a fairly modern um, in- invention or, or, or uh, iteration of professional wrestling, but sure. you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, that wasn't the case. And so he likes it. Yeah. And I'm like, I dig it. I, I'm I, you know, I, when he came back to WWE, i was so nervous like I, each time he got in the ring i was like oh my god this guy with his head i don't want to see it his matches are <laughs> so good that i yeah. can't like it blows like i literally get excited for each and every one and i you know yeah. i'm a huge rusev mark a long time rusev mark so seeing miro um his promos are so weird he's talking yeah. about god and his wife and he's gotta either he's... fight him or or fuck him i don't know what's going on with he this is... whole thing. it's <laughs> all really weird <laughs>
3: that's i i so badly want lana in aew just to see what their dynamic would be in aew so like the amount of times that meryl brings up fucking lana like and lana on social media is very sexual yes i would love to see them on tnt or tbs where they have a little more freedom because aew doesn't target kids and that's another re- thing that i love about AEW over wwe as much as wwe's you know using a little more swear words and this that than they used to in the end they're still trying to target kids wrestling is not for children children like wrestling wrestling is not for children sorry AEW gets that AEW knows that kids are going to be watching them but they're not targeting them because they're not on nickelodeon right. they're on tnt you get and luchasaurus
0: get and you're gonna like it and, and you get yeah, oc and that's it. move on
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And even that, even those two are not overly corny. That adults right. like them too. Right. Right. It's not
2: like a um oh gosh uh, uh, so, yeah. El Torito,
3: or, or like I'm th- <laughs> I'm
2: thinking of like the actual you know Nicky Ash, right, Nicky Ash, like oh. people that that are strictly for children. It's like we have this really tall dinosaur guy. That's about. <laughs> but that's but that's about as childish Close as, as you yet. Get.
1: Yeah, (laughs) a guy that wrestles with his hands in his pockets. That's fun. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I love that. Because wrestling is not not for children. It really isn't. (laughs) I agree. I've
0: I've long said it's lowbrow performance art. Anything that's lowbrow is not necessarily for children, right? Like it's it's sort of PG-13 should be the baseline.
3: And it's the same thing with music. Like certain songs and artists are not for children. Children will listen to the songs because that's the way of the world. But it doesn't just because... You know certain children listen to an artist song doesn't mean they're going to change how they write music to target kids they're going to be who they are and their music's going to be the way it is whether kids listen or not and kids are going to listen and wrestling's right. got to be the same way
0: you leave that to cigarette companies to target kids exactly yeah right.
1: i like i like you brought up like how brian danielson is giving us he's he, like he has the freedom now to give us wrestling the way he pictures it. You look at like how CM Punk is doing things. And like a lot of the people in AEW, that is the joy of being there is that you can provide the wrestling product you want to see in the world. And I, I'm trying to think of like, I know that, and I, I don't want Erica to give me the dagger eyes she gave uh, Justin about 15 minutes ago, but like, I know that there's gotta be people in AEW that are putting out the wrestling they want to see in the world. That's just not what we really want to see it. and I feel like Kenny Omega might be one of them.
0: By we, you mean you and Justin.
1: Well, I'm not saying that there is nobody that wants to see the type of wrestling that Kenny Omega is providing. But I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know that it connects with everybody.
3: I just want to move out of this line of fire that's about to come your way. Uh, I have nothing uh, against Kenny Omega's style of wrestling. Young Bucks, yes. Kenny Omega's, no. Now, Kenny Omega's character work, Garbage does not belong in the main event title picture. But,
1: but like we were talking it, about how Miro's promos are, are ridiculous. Like he, he's a modern day ultimate warrior, as far as I'm concerned.
3: Way.
0: He just doesn't get is blown it? up on his way to the ring.
1: Yeah, now, did right. you, well, Chuck, did off, you
0: say on the pay-per-view pod that Kenny Omega's like delivery is just so weird that it doesn't connect. Was that something that I heard on that? I, um, yes, I possibly, possibly I feel like that was a conversation you had. And I think you might be right now. See, I, I yes. like weird, so I'm cool with it. But I think you're, I, I, I I think you're right. I'm, I think that there are a lot of wrestlers on the AEW roster that the AEW fan base that has collected over the last three years, not the OG elite, you know, not the OG. um, uh, New Japan fans, but yeah, I have a feeling there probably a lot of people were like, What is this I think, weird? I think clown what I'd said at the top of the, <laughs> and I never feel like he's a heel, like he never feel like he just he's just he's a
2: he's, he's a such weird a nerd guy.
1: He's I think a total what I said, said on the pay per view pod was that maybe his weird delivery when it comes to his promos and his character work worked better in Japan because he was gaijin, so they just expect him to be foreign and weird yes yes
2: well not necessarily because you know he does speak fluent japanese sure so like you know when he was kind of like a tweener face guy you know he would speak he would he would you know as in New Japan, you know, especially like in the uh, the main event after whoever wins, they usually deliver some promo to the audience, which isn't that what everyone loves to do? Just work your ass off for like 30 minutes and then talk to people.
3: Yeah. Cool.
2: Uh, And it was it was always in Japanese. So perhaps he, you know, perhaps he was more comfortable being a foreign guy speaking the country's language, because I, I just think he's just a weird guy See, he's that's, just, I, I he's just
0: weird Chuck I think yeah. he vibes weird no matter where he's at I think that and that's not going to connect with everybody um, you know he's talented enough that I think he can get over I think it makes all the sense in the world that he was the marquee for this first arc of, uh, of a few years of AEW very sure. interested to see where he goes now uh, where yeah. do we think he goes now and do we have any I, and, ideas and, and on that and that's the
3: weird part you know because Chuck kind of alluded to it the way the young Bucks kind of just let Hangman do his thing, right? And you know, gave him the look. That's that like I I expected Kenny, and, and that's not getting highlighted enough to me because I expected a lot of people expected Adam Page to win. Yeah. And that's what happened. But to give it to us in that way, where it wasn't just a yay, celebration, he won, he beat Kenny, but the Young Bucks could have easily let him go. Uh, or, or stopped him I should say and interrupted the match and they didn't they watched him beat Kenny so we see it,
0: you think we see the destruction of the uh, super elite i don't know if this, this?
3: i don't know what i don't know if it's a destruction i think it's definitely you know a little storyline of a fracture per se and some mm-hmm. arguments and super such League but i don't think fine. it's a, i don't think it's a destruction at all um i don't think it should be um You know, I think what I would like to see at some point, not right away, is again, because I'm sorry, Adam Cole over Kenny Omega. That's that's for me. And I think they should use this for long term storytelling and have Adam Cole kind of take things over in AEW and say, you know, Kenny Omega lost the title, you know, for the elite. I'm going to win it back because I'm going to hold it the way you couldn't kind of vibe. Right. And there'll still be a group in the process. But it'll be that tension that's constantly there and that also competition between elite members of who's the better world champion.
0: I could see Uncle Don coming out and and basically dressing down the young bucks for not interfering and then Adam yes. Cole jumping in and then we start to have this rift like that. I could see right. that happening because Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega for an American audience, that's got pay-per-view potential. And you
3: also got to keep in mind too, there was a lot of Undisputed era talk these last couple oh, weeks, yeah. with Bobby Fish, right? And if we can get a Kyle O'Reilly over yes. there, and you know, and we could get a even a, honestly, and shout out to my guy John L for bringing this up. If we can get a Kevin Owens over there to make a new oh, undisputed era, he's, right? And me. we have an undisputed era versus the Absolutely elite dropping the uh, Kevin Rushmore Owens instead of on yeah. WWE TV. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. And you have a Kevin Owens step into the Undisputed Era with Adam Cole, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish to go against the elite.
0: I will um, say maybe. that if uh, if at the next pay-per-view, Kevin Owens debuts, and you complain that it was predictable to have another person debut, I will literally come to your house <laughs> and fight you. No,
3: listen, I, 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 <laughs> listen if, if Bray Wyatt would have shown up at full gear, I would have popped, but I still would have had the mindset of they got I, to I, stop. I, 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 hear that. I hear you. Thank you very it. much. And it's fun. Go ahead, Erica. I got. Mm-hmm, something else
2: no. there's there's a number of points I need to address. Number one, supposedly going. Okay, you mentioned Bray Wyatt. Supposedly, he's involved with making some sort of film, which seems yeah. kind of perfect for him, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. considering mm-hmm. just his creative nature. And yeah. you know, I mean, who knows? It could all be a lie, and he could show up tomorrow. We don't know. It's wrestling, but whatever it is, you know, as long as he's doing something creative and he's happy. That makes me happy. So that's number one. Number two, the moment where the young bucks kind of looked at Hangman just before he did the buckshot lariat. If you recall the promo that he gave where he basically told the bucks like, you weren't there for me when I asked you to be there. You better not be there tonight or, you know, uh, on Saturday to mess things up. Like, I feel like, that moment was more of an acknowledgement of like we weren't there for you we're sorry go do that so i i don't necessarily think there's going to be a fracturing anytime soon but however if it does happen it will likely come at you know, you know due to adam cole some way somehow because that's what happened naturally with with bullet club all right he was kicked the fuck out Obviously when he left ROH to go to NXT and you know, that he was super kicked out of that group. So who knows what could happen? And also Mount Rushmore was the Bucks, Cole and Kevin Owens. Oh. So, so I know exactly. Oh. So, I mean, if, oh. if, if he were to jump ship and, and join AEW, it'd be fascinating to see how that would play. I don't know. Yeah. Like there's so many moving parts and there's so many interesting little Easter eggs. I feel like you you.
0: <sighs> all right. There's so much history to draw There's from. so much. There's so that much history is. and
2: you have to pay attention. I think I'm kind of used to just because I've been watching New Japan for long enough. Like you have to pay attention to things. There is subtlety in damn near everything. Yeah. And if you aren't paying attention close enough, you're going to fucking miss it. So that's perhaps why the whole look was maybe lost on you guys. Um, I'm not, you know, but, but that's just kind of what I garnered from it. Just from that. Yeah. It was a great moment. I loved it. I loved that moment. I loved that he, I I loved
1: that he got it with both of them. I love that he got on one side of the ring and then got to the other side of the ring
3: and and got it with the other uh, of the Bucks. But, like, it definitely yeah. brings an interesting way of, there's so many different routes they can go with it. They can go it's, nowhere with it and they can go so far with it, whatever they decide to do. yeah. It, that match felt a
1: lot like Kofi Mania to me in that yeah. everyone involved has been, whether it's been very overtly or, or behind the scenes, very invested in making sure Adam Page is seen as the guy. Even Kenny yes. Omega has made sure to really push his heel status to make sure that he is a mountain to overcome so that we look at adam page and go yes he is no longer the boring adam in the bullet club he is cowboy yeah. shit and yeah. god damn was that video he came out to so good yeah
0: <laughs> holy
1: shit he's riding the horse down the street and there's stuff there's the, the history of what's gone on in the last yes. year on the buildings playing on so the just, good. Oh, oh! I want more of that. Yeah. In my like, y'all, you guys already got the wrestling down. I want more stories, and I want more of that shit.
3: Yep. And you know, one thing too that uh, one part of this whole potential story, whether it is within, you know, talk about the Bullet Club, Undisputed Era, whatever, Bobby Fish is good. Yeah. And I say that. And I say that. With a little, not I won't call it surprise, but it sounds like surprise in my voice because he was hurt a lot throughout the Undisputed Era. You didn't get NXT. a chance in
1: it, yeah. You didn't get a chance in NXT to really see Bobby Fish be as good as he is,
3: and he is. I mean, what we've seen so far, and if they put him and they do something with this, with him and Adam Cole consistently against or with each other and the elite, I mean, he's going to play a great role into making this very, I have interesting. To believe
0: they will, right? Because you did have that one moment in the promo where Bobby Fish came up and it was sort of like, you know, like almost paying, paying the bill. Like, Hey, Hey, I, you know, thanks for uh, doing me that favor. Right. Like that's, that's, you know, a receipt always comes in professional wrestling. Doesn't always come in sports entertainment. Sometimes the receipt is left on the bottom of Vince McMahon's shoe. Well,
3: <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, there's one part I want to bring up too, at the end of the show um, because you know, when we, we brought up Bray Wyatt and I had a moment where, man, I would have popped if they went this route. And that is, and I guess it's for me, the end of the show after Adam Page won and the Dark Order comes out and the Dark Order is celebrating with him. And I, I personally, again, am still not a fan of how goofy they continue to make the Dark Order, um, especially with the route they were going with, uh, with Brody Lee. Um, and I would have loved if they landed a Bray Wyatt. And in my head, I envisioned this happening and I'm like, man, that would be so cool. And that is when the dark order is surrounding Adam Page, uh, celebrating the lights go out, because that's AEW's favorite thing to do these days. The lights go out and they come back on, and Bray Wyatt is standing right in that circle around Adam Page in the Dark Order, and they just beat the hell out of Adam Page. You son of a bitch. Or even, you I just have a laugh, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Right. right? If if you know, Bray the crowd wasn't goes there, then the lights come out.
1: And that would have been so great there, i
3: like i, I look like, when they were why do you hate him, a happy ending him. justin i just know it was the way they were surrounding him i'm like ooh, like it, it wasn't it, at first it turned into picking him up and celebratory at first it didn't fully look like it i'm like they're surrounding him like they're about to take his ass out let and the that, depressed I, cowboy have his moment i just i just would have popped so hard like that would have been great i would have loved that
0: that's interesting It's sort of the, the you know do you make everything an angle or do you have a capstone you know and that's like sort of a philosophical discussion that we could have at another time but i know chuck has to do some uh, audio work for you are we all are, are we all <laughs> yeah. a um an emo yeah. cowboy is this an emo cowboy room yeah
3: cowboy Anx- shit yeah. cowboy, cowboy shit. shit we are oh, we are I'm all
2: anxious anxious millennial cowboys some of us it's- medicated
3: so, <laughs> so, I mean, for yeah, my anxiousness character. Listen, I know you're trying to end the show. I do want to bring up real quick. Kevin Owens is heel, buddy.
1: Did that happen? I, that I haven't been paying attention.
3: I, that's why I'm bringing up Survivor Series. Is this
1: Survivor Series is this week. It's my favorite pay per view. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't even know if I will be watching it.
3: Nah. I, and, and see, and that's the sad part about WWE. It's a perfect example. You look at the match card like don't the, the match cards damn good oh yeah, yeah the going. talent's great they should yeah. spend
0: the whole year planting seeds for survivor series instead they're like who do we still have on the roster yeah. after we fired everybody i guess these are the people we're throwing together
3: I, and speaking of which you're talking about the, uh, who do we have left we fired everybody a three-hour raw featured i don't know the exact number maybe four to five matches and two of those matches lasted multiple commercial breaks the main event went multiple commercial breaks
1: you're a fan of as we discovered last week you last multiple commercial breaks
3: well i yeah myself i yes but in the bedroom you could give me as many commercial breaks as we got now in wrestling maybe one for the main event maybe but the fact like that showed me right there i don't remember the last time two matches went multiple commercial breaks. That's talking, you're talking pushing a half hour for two different matches. That has to be,
1: that has to be my least favorite thing in professional wrestling is a match that goes to goes over a commercial break. Like even with the picture, the picture to picture helps. But as I've said multiple times on this show, as well as episodes of this show that you can no longer hear because someone deleted them. um, Save those matches for a goddamn pay-per-view. Yes. Get your match in and out before the commercial break and then let's get to the next thing.
3: That's it. Like it's, it's TV shows on and this goes for any company should be no longer than two hours. Get the matches in and out and tell stories and call it a freaking day period. Even AEW does a lot of picture and pictures uh, throughout their show. And you know, and I'm just like, all right, come on, let's just and, and there are matches that you wouldn't think, but like, it's a random, you know, Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin. That match does not need to go into a picture in picture. That match, you can get done within five minutes before you go to fucking commercial.
2: But it's restaurant quality.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> With that, Eric Abanis. where can people find you?
2: Uh, well, uh, on the social media. Whoa, 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 you
0: know, whoa. whoa. No, no. <clears throat> <Wow>. Eric <laughs> Where can people find you? I wanted to
2: save <laughs> my buzz phrase for last because it's fun. Uh Twitter and Instagram at Erica underscore Banis or just Google me. Google there it me. is.
0: Justin Valentine. Where can uh, people find you, sir?
3: You if you Google me, you're gonna find a football player and a few other people. So don't Google me. Uh all over social media at JV underscore sports underscore talk, JV Sports com. And the JB Sports Talk Page Repod will be back this week uh because Survivor Series is this week and we just we gotta keep the truck rolling, okay? I didn't do a Saudi show. D- yeah.
0: All right. There's, well let's let's just hope that episode. your uh let's just hope that your guest doesn't <laughs> cancel on you because if I get that text message, the answer is no, sir. Chuck. can people. Listen, find you. if a guest
3: cancels on me, there will not be an episode, and I will not be nearly as upset as I would have been if I missed a full year episode. Let's step over
1: all my plugs, some bitch. By the way, nice F- rock cosplay. Nice rock cosplay. You've been wearing all night. Turn them back your chain, Royal. Well done. Terrible on the mic too.
0: really selling it.
2: Oh, I
1: mean,
3: You know. Just stand even, up so I
1: can see your fanny pack. Come on.
3: I mean, you
2: want
0: to
1: see my fanny? No, took-
2: oh, no,
0: right. no, not on. that. No, it's come not on. that Kind of show. How, what is going on here?
1: <laughs> find me on the Nerd Radio podcast uh, when you want to hear me talk about comic books and video games as well as professional wrestling. And sometimes find me on the JV Sports Pod when he, his guests cancel.
3: <laughs> can you my, not butcher my fucking podcast <laughs> name? It's
1: my favorite fucking show when I'm on it. <laughs> By the and, way, the uh, Rock and Stone back. Oh yes, wait. I'm sorry, super universe. Uh, twitch.tv backslash limit break radio. Myself and uh myself and Willie and Nate commentating over some digital wrestling. We're moving into let this week we didn't have any pay-per-views, but we are moving into a three-week stint of uh an AEW and NXT and a WWE pay-per-view coming up. So
0: All right. And I'm Shawnee Conson. You can find me uh, running the at one fall show Twitter. And you can find me at Shawnee.conson on Instagram, where I show pictures of my new cats, who uh, I am a big, big fan of. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you and uh we'll hear uh, we'll, we'll be back next week right we're gonna do this again next week i think th- this was fun Wrestling's supposed yeah. to be fun i think we had fun next week we'll talk about christmas. we'll talk about survivor series yeah. i guess i mean i don't know No, i don't know what to, oh it's christmas have fun everybody <laughs> be safe don't fall in the hole
3: and next week we'll be talking about christmas
1: I love the dichotomy between Justin's hyper happy it's Christmas and Shawnee's oh my god people it's <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Uh, I wore Justin I'm am so pissed that the Lions blew their perfect season with a GD tie. <laughs> what
3: the hell is it's that? A tie. a tie? That's not ah, the most Lions That's not the most Lions thing that's you've not, ever fucking so, seen.
1: It's so perfect. That's, so, not a de- that's not a Detroit perfect season. It's got a Listen. tie in it.
3: We they went five forced.
1: full quarters, and the
0: quarterback had like 70 yards passing. What are they doing? All right. First off, Eric, do you have any time? <laughs> so I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed they ruined my
3: no, no. What pissed me off even more is we forced two fumbles in overtime and still couldn't fucking win. <laughs> That's <laughs> unreal to do that and not get any points out of that.
0: Well, at least the Pistons can't score.
3: Yeah, no shit. The wings are good though. The Red Wings are in the playoff race.
0: I have titles. I was just going to say, I'm like, Chuck, did you write
2: uh, down
3: titles? I wrote down titles. titles. Oh, no, I, yeah, maybe I, you should do Chuck the ain't show
0: right. This. Erica isn't wrong. Chuck ain't right. This is, this it, is wow, very dicey. Sh- Chuck, it, up no, with these titles. The, no,
3: it's okay. Because the, the y- station all the time
2: I've been, uh, you know, obviously I've been a little lax on my titles, but I, I only came up with one. And I think it's, I think it's a good one. Take us out to the woodshed with Jr.
1: <laughs> yeah. one of the ones I mean, you said one of the ones you said was we're all jr and i thought that was that was very appropriate yes. you you also said obviously brit baker has lockjaw, which out of context is hilarious as far as i'm concerned <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> you can play adam cole for that one
1: but uh but it's but it's restaurant quality because it's a great ending if and then justin quality. valentine wrestling is not for children
3: Listen, <laughs> that's a good advertising.
0: Why do you love it so much, what? Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: didn't say children didn't like wrestling. I said, wrestling's not for children. Um, what if we combined those and just said restaurant quality woodshed? Restaurant quality woodshed. Yeah, I like that. Okay.
2: I like it. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. one of those, like, if you see the title name on, on the
3: episode, it's like, what the fuck does that what mean? Is that?
1: <laughs> Which is how I like the title of new radio episodes. So, more power yeah. to you.
3: Um, right. I want to bring something up that Chuck and I Real quick, because Chuck, I know you want to get the fuck out of there dude. Don't do that I fucking live here yeah. well, you Go home dude, who we the t- fuck you We'll talking discuss it to? you
0: we'll, we'll run it by you the, by, yeah, When you get home
3: All Would right. we be depending on And I hate to bring this up so soon But I'm sure we heard about the news of Checkpoint Yes. Um, We don't know the status Of that studio and what it's going to turn into But depending on what it does turn into and if it turns into roar this might be even more of an opportunity because you know i work with roar but when you work with roar you are the the program director director? okay right jesus i don't like saying all that okay stop he drives the car until
1: he gets kicked out of
3: it that's it i drive the car but i'm going wherever the fucking bosses tell me to okay yeah i'm driving the car with a gps nice
0: resume piece regardless of uh, how it shakes out
3: either way um would we have any interest in if it's possible using that studio on Monday yes i would
0: love to put the show on youtube i would like to be in that fancy room i like everything yeah, i would I, love I just, to be able to put drops back in the show drops drops
3: drops <laughs> drops <laughs> drops you hear that nate uh, oh, Easy, easy <laughs> easy Sorry.
2: i like how um, you started a chant thinking people would catch on to it we're right. like nope.
0: Was out there oh, Brandon, Brandon the champ I know you're out there baby drops drops uh, drops, 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 drops drops
1: drops drops. so okay. so the, like the, obviously three-fourths of us already work here so I you know I shouldn't be it should be an issue it's just but a matter, it's a matter of Heritage now it, here, now it requires yeah. both of you to drive here on a Friday or on a Monday night at like 6 6 30 to do the thing so. so
0: originally we switched it to mondays because we wanted to cover wwe pay-per-views i don't think that's really a thing anymore is there a chance we could do it <laughs> listen, on
3: sundays listen though i uh I- as much as wwe is shit and it is no shit. we will still cover we, the wwe we absolutely I but, we don't, but, but the immediacy
0: so. isn't really there anymore i don't think don't you agree like yeah. the tone of the show has changed a lot it's become much more of a personality driven show because we are all so charming
3: I understand, but I think... you
0: could still talk about the pay-per-views. It would just be a week late. But the
3: problem is, is we'll, we're, we'll run into the same problem of if, we, if Sunday is the day of a pay-per-view, we're going to bring it up. By the yeah. time you get it up, it's going to be past the pay-per-view and everything we're saying is going to be basically irrelevant. I think we keep it on Mondays for that reason. Because okay. we could talk about the pay-per-view without worrying about what happens on Raw, whether something happens or not.
0: Okay, well, uh, for me, I can definitely get to the studio because Monday's my short day at work. Um, cool.
2: and I'll just have to start showing up to the office on Mondays.
0: The only time okay. you show up is to do this road. <laughs> I start
2: showing up again
3: to the office. I'm like, no, I'm not here to see any of you hoes. <laughs> I'm here to stay <laughs> after it like to Erica's been podcast. here, but I haven't seen her. <laughs> right. Um I don't know how I mean let's let's just plan to do this for you know, like the foreseeable future because I don't know how long or like before anything is announced with that studio. Yeah, I think things are check it out. You know, things are very much
1: in flux as well, as far as that studio goes. They're like, going to
0: dismantle a, it and put it in boxes in the closet you know, because knows. that's what big corporations
3: well, do. Yeah, right. <laughs> what what I'll do is I'll try to you know, do some casual conversation in engineering to see if they have any word of what what's going on with it. Is it available for us to use right now? you know is it off limits that kind of vibe I, don't, so, I mean i would be shocked personally if it doesn't turn into war because i don't know what, other, what else you're gonna fucking do with it right um, unless they're buying another radio station
1: so last wednesday before after nerd radio was over i actually did talk to the checkpoint guys and say hey does anybody use that studio on mondays nice. at like 6 37 o'clock and they were yeah, like they just
3: got fired but
1: yeah they were like no i you know <laughs> No, nobody's used that. i was like because me and justin and erica and, and shawnee all do a wrestling podcast and we were you know three-fourths of us work here so i would if the studio's open we could and they were like yeah that'll be fine and robbie made some you know smart ass comment about well i don't want justin in there because something 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 just you know being a dick because that's who robbie is but then yes. like 20 24 oh, hours later they were fired over zoom so i i don't know that that agreement works at all anymore
3: oh shit that was before okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, Robbie's got to stop being a dick, okay? I, yeah, yeah, well. Hey, it, him it, and my girlfriend are too close, and that's the problem because they play D&D together.
1: Ah, uh, all right. Well, yeah, <laughs> like for the, you know, let's plan for next week. We'll do this. But, you know, J- Justin and I both will definitely be, you know, kind of feeling people out around the studio being like, It's hey. not that
3: kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as heard- long as you go at least one commercial break, you're good, Chuck. I've, I've heard good things, and I need to know. I yes. need to know. You need to feel it, you know what I mean? You need to feel That's what right. you heard, you know what I mean? That's right. One thing to hear it, it's another thing to feel it. All
0: he
3: right. Just, Whoa. Damn, Chuck, Chuck, is. Just so nice. Chuck is out.
0: <laughs> He's
2: like, I'm done. All right. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> All right, everybody have All a guys. great night.
3: Have a great have night, everybody. Enjoy yeah. Raw. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>